this is B. And this is L. And you're listening to Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast. Season four. Episode <laughs> 56. And welcome. Welcome. It has been a while. Yes, it has. And clearly I know exactly where we are as B had to clue me in on the season. So <laughs> we're all good. It's still season four. Anyways, anywho. Uh, anywho, anyhow. Can we say we're officially hot girl summer? We have to wait till summer to <gasps> oh start. Oh my god, guys, it's June. And as much as it's been a fucking rainy June, um, we're going to call it hot girl summer. I think so. I mean, if anything, we're going to call it like wet, hot American girl summer. Mm. Wet, hot American girl summer. That's right. That's uh, that's, that's right. Um, that's definitely the title right now. Take <laughs> lemons, make lemonade, baby. Mm. And on this wet, hot, wild, but what else? Hot girl. Wet, hot American girl summer. Wait, wait. Now we had a girl. Wet, hot American wet, girl hot summer. Wet, hot American girl summer. We are drinking <laughs> Kentucky straight bourbon, single barrel. Oh, I want to kill myself. Okay, you're drinking. You're not drinking that. I want to kill myself for the mix that I just drank, which was, I think it was the Suntory whiskey. And yes, with the uh, weird, like, club flavored club soda chaser. Uh, Elle, you watered down good whiskey. I'm, I'm, okay. We're about to get hate mailed by myself. In my defense. So I had my mom and my grandma over for dinner and drinks earlier. Um, neither of them are quite straight up whiskey gals. My grandma more so than my mom. Um, but neither of them entirely. So we mixed with the only chaser I had, which was this like Whole Foods lemon raspberry club soda. Isn't whiskey weird though? It's like one of those alcohols that you mix, it tastes worse when it's actually mixed. Unless it's with ginger ale, weirdly. Like if I had some ginger beer or some ginger ale on deck. All would have been great. But still, like, I don't know. You're Who could right. afford ginger beer? You I are. Mean, in this, in in this economy. economy. No yeah. way. Nope. <laughs> no way. It's a fancy oh, household. We ain't having it. If you have the fever, like whatever. Is it Oh, my fever? God. <laughs> uh, fever tree? Yeah. Fever tree? Okay, wait. When I That's was so with, sexual. When I was with R, like, he was such a bougie little bitch that that was the only club soda we could buy to make cocktails with. And I'd be like, bro. Like, we're doing this every Friday night. Like, let's just buy some cheap-ass 99-cent seltzer at our supermarket. Well, once you go fever tree, you can't go back. Ex- well, exactly. <laughs> His words, exactly. And I was like, bitch, we got bills to pay. We're saving money to, like, you know, shirk our lives and move across the This country. is all millennials have good Please. seltzer. I'm actually Please. on our side for this one. But not that we need his opinion anymore. Look, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I would love him to find this podcast. I would love for him to just... You know, it's so funny because a part of me feels like he knew about it. Like, you know... You so would have to, like, try really hard. Like, it, No, you wouldn't. He was my... He you was, wouldn't. I mean, yeah. He, Yeah, he, you would have to try really hard to not... To not, yes. Because we dated. There were times when we would be waiting for the train together and I would pull something out of my pocket. I'd pull my phone out of my pocket and a sticker would fall out. Mm. Right? If you didn't read the name in that moment... You knew after the fact that it was in those pockets of those exact jackets that I was wearing. Yeah, you could just go and investigate. We lived together, right? All you had to do was wait till I was in the shower and go poke your hand into that pocket. Mm-hmm. All you had to do was stick your hand into my purse, mm-hmm. right? Like, there was no 
tremendous secret. It was really just the ignorance is bliss kind of, you know, him not wanting to know Mm. that kept him from knowing about it. And I wonder about that all the time. I I mean, we would definitely know. We would definitely definitely find out pretty early on. I am no, no, nothing, do nothing, bitch. Yeah. So, um, so thinking if he, I don't know. He he definitely is the type to bury his head in the sand, though. A hundred percent. Really. Voluntarily to be like, I don't want to know, so I will pretend this doesn't exist. So I had a similar recent feeling with the lawyer where I had the coasters made and they're just stacked on my bar right now. Just like all of them. And I have them on the coffee table, but I put them away when he came. But I had one rogue one that I was using on like a dining table and we went to sit down and have like a meal and there was the coaster and I just flip it over because it's like card paper. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, uh, I'm not supposed to see that, right? Like he knew it was the podcast. So I feel like he could have snuck a peek. I feel like he could have. He always right, could have snuck a coaster. Let's, let's be one. real. Let's be like, let's give some benefit of the doubt here. Like men are not idiots. No. Not all of them, at least. Not all of them all the time. I so, would say the lawyer is not an idiot. Right. Like, if men want to find things out, they can, and I'm sure they will. So, I don't know. If a guy that you're dating knows that you run, like, a dating podcast that's slightly illicit, something that you don't want him to know about, and something that you don't want him to listen to... I can imagine that he'll go through certain lengths to figure it out. I would. I mean... Right? So if these guys haven't figured it out, it's either, like, a willingness to not know, or they're just fucking stupid. They definitely... they rather not know. Maybe it's, like, the respect for us and whatever, like, respecting our decision not to tell them. No, R was just a dumbass and didn't want to know anything about anybody that I had ever been with prior to him. Like, it was just like a... Like, this weird, like, insecure, territorial... Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, I think the lawyer would genuinely like to listen, but I honestly feel like I haven't been the... uh, So, we'll talk about this in the pod, I guess, but, like, definitely much has changed in the lawyer, in our situation, recently, since last time I talked about it on the pod, and it's quite affecting me, so... Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, um... I guess we last last left off with me and the lawyer uh, not being exclusive, which was all fine and dandy. Actually, I don't think we talked about that yet. We did. We did. Because we had the whole conversation that I was going to have the conversation. You were going to have the conversation. That's where we left off. Okay. And I did. And it was awkward, but he took it well, you know, as well as you can. Um, I think he was more... He said he knew this conversation would happen. He didn't think it would happen this soon. So as a refresher for anybody just tuning back in, B and the lawyer were exclusive, exclusively sleeping together, which Mm -hmm. is different from just regular exclusive, but exclusively sleeping together for a bit. And then as hot girl summer started to ramp up, B wanted to be non-exclusively sleeping together. So they had a conversation. And that's the conversation referenced. And that was about a month after we became exclusive. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want this. Because I honestly wasn't seeing him that much. And 
I was basically, you know, being a girlfriend with not any of the girlfriend benefits. It's like, it's not like we're texting when we're not seeing each other. It's like, I'm seeing him even every weekend or even every other weekend. Like I was just feeling like this is not a good situation for me. Like it's not fair. It's not a fair situation. Hey, I stand by that. Um, Dude, also like in a time where you're getting ready to leave the country in four months, it's like you don't need to be looking for anything like super serious and like long term. It's like no, and I, I'm I'm not. You we know, everything this, is kind of temporary. We started this whole thing and not looking for that, so I think we were on the same page. Um, but yeah, I think it was it was a mistake to kind of not really think it through because I just wanted to fuck without a condom, but in reality once you kind of go a certain way, it's hard to pedal back. Um, and I pedaled back and then I went on like a trip out West and I went on like a, a first date and then I hooked up with a guy. And then there was also this Westchester dude that I was, you know, went on three dates with throughout these like, like small situations of like dating other guys. I always came back to the lawyer and I said this to him in our conversation. Like I wanted to feel like I'm choosing you, you know, not that I'm like forced to choose you. Mm-hmm. If you're the only option for me, I feel like I am being forced. But now that I have all these, you know, other options and I saw them through, it, it kind of like, I was feeling a bit skittish about commitment. And then I went on the real world and I was like, nah, I mean, I have a good situation here and a good guy and a guy I like, and it's weird because I feel like I've not put any feelings into the lawyer for like 10 months, 11 months at this point since I've been seeing him. And at like now 11 months, I'm like starting to have a crush on him, which is so annoying. But I feel like that's very, um, it's a testament to COVID relationships where it's like COVID relationships, I think in general, you don't see the person as often as you Mm -hmm. would if it were normal times, right? Like you're, you're seeing this person Every now and again, things probably aren't quite as consistent in general. And it's also like you're seeing each other probably more exclusively in a sense than you would see, you know, other people. Because it's like every new partner, you have to screen and ask, are you tested and this and that and whatever. Like, it's like such a production. Yeah, are you anti-vaxxer now? Exactly. It's it's, it's such a production to see anyone new as opposed to, like, the pre-COVID times where it was like, you know, I see somebody at a bar and I suck their face immediately. Like, you know, it's just, like, it's completely different, like, the whole dynamic. So it's just, like, easier to be exclusive, easier to semi-commit to someone. In practical reality, it's, like, it's still a commitment that's kind of hard. <laughs> it is a hard commitment. And it's like, I'm glad I did like kind of open it up because I was feeling kind of like trapped E. Um, and I, I need to, I need to go out there honestly and kind of see if the grass was greener and it really wasn't. Yeah. And yeah. So it was like, I, I think also the way he's handled it all has made him be way more attractive in my mind. And I think also your mind. I think so too. I'm so team lawyer. <laughs> like the way he's reacted to every part of this, where I was like, I want to open this up. And he was like very logical and was like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you are leaving. Like, you know, like we don't see each other that often. I can't give you what you want. And then with me seeing other guys, he's never like, he was never like, um, you know, prying for information. It's just really hard to lie to him. <laughs> he did also go on a date 
like when the eyes I said we should open it up and I went on a trip for like two weeks he went on a date during that time and it was like a first date and nothing happened and there was no vibes but like the fact that he went out Still, his way, he's not just sitting like like pining over you no like just like simping waiting for you to come back like like I love that yeah like and then you know like definitely knows his worth and then well, with the most recent production that happened. So, <laughs> yeah, guys, I got tested positive for chlamydia <laughs> from opening up this non-exclusive thing with the lawyer. You now have to be Oof. before hot, wet, hot, American, whatever the fuck summer this is, hot girl summer. Uh, please get tested often for COVID and otherwise because, yeah, I, I had a feeling after like that LA trip, I was just like, I should get an annual. Like there was like, you know, you know, when you're having sex, there's like sketchy moments where you're like, and there definitely was a moment with this LA guy where uh, we hooked up over like twice over two nights. So the first time we hooked up, we used a con. And the second time um, I was pretty drunk. He was like, you know, like we were both pretty stoned. And then he was like, oh, like, can I fuck you without a condom? And I was just like, he did ask and I did say yes. So I can't even blame him. I wasn't like coerced into it. He just fucking asked and I was like, fine. You know, like I, I didn't even put up a fight. Like I can't even begrudge him for asking. And then in my defense, I did ask, did you get tested recently? He's like, yeah, I'm clean. And then of course, yeah, take bet. It, yeah I bet. bet, bitch, bet. Like, Oh my god. Don't listen, don't men are grimy, men are shit, men are shit. And like if you have chlamydia, if you've ever had chlamydia, it most of the symptoms are dormant and you're asymptomatic and you can go years without actually knowing you have it. So thank God after this trip, I was like, I feel like my badge is a bit off. Like nothing crazy, just like it's not feeling normal. And I was like, it's been a while since I've gone to the gynecologist, like because of COVID. Right. And I was like, I should go anyways before like I moved to Europe like I was like might as well right, right so I went we did the annual bullshit and I remember they're like taking my blood and the nurse was like yeah I mean like you know no news is good news and I'm like okay um but like when when do I get the no news like what what time should I worry <laughs> Like, if I don't hear back, like, when will the no news come to me, though? You know, like, she's like, okay, like, uh, anything after, you know, if you don't hear anything within a week, you're good. And I was like, okay. And she's like, yeah, but you should, you should be good. I don't know why she's looking at me like I don't fuck. She's looking at you like, you good, girl. Like, yeah, like, you don't look like a whore. Like, <laughs> I'm like, cool. Don't know if I should be offended or not, because I do find it. Like, look at me now with the video. <laughs> oh my god, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> weird flex, guess who got cold video, nurse? It's not gonna fuck now. <laughs> guess who gets fucked? <laughs> Are you got STIs? I got STIs. <laughs> Don't judge a book by its cover. So, so this was like, this was like on a Tuesday. I get a phone call from my gyno on Thursday, and I'm like, oh fuck, oh fuck. And there's always like, do I have AIDS? Like, like you know, like I'm getting a call. Obviously, it's not good news. And they pick up. They say you have chlamydia, and I'm like, cool. And they're like, yeah, we're gonna give you a do- dose for you and your partner, which I thought was interesting. They just assumed that I have a partner. Obviously, I got chlamydia from. I love that. That's wholesome. 
I mean, it was they nice. just assume that your ex was cheating on you. I mean, so like, it's well, that your current was cheating on you, I guess. I don't know what they're assuming. So like, I was like, yeah, it definitely is sexual, right? Like, I couldn't get the video by like sitting in a raw piece of dough. It's how I described it. Which, as we've established, you do sometimes. Um, I don't, but like, you can't. No, it. You can never rule it out. Definitely <laughs> sexual. Definitely, and not just any. Not, not just P and V, guys. A condom won't even save you. Why even have condoms? You can get it from oral. Like, literally, you can just get it from your genitals being next to each other. Like, you can get that from spooning. But oral is not your genitals being next to each other. It's a mouth being next to your genitals. I think it's, like, mouth touching, like, you know, hands touching genitals. Like, I think it's all cross-contamination. No, that's fucking weird. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's true. So, I'm just saying, like, any funny business with the genitals, you have chlamydia. I believe you. I just feel like it doesn't add up. <laughs> I mean, like, germs are invisible. Bacteria is invisible. I would like to debate the germs that are moving across borders here. Oh, we can debate it, but I... I because it doesn't seem practical to me. <laughs> I would like to put a stop order on the germs that are so in motion. she gave me... Like, it's actually super easy. You take two pills at the same time, and then you're good. You don't even have to not drink. Like, literally, it's the best possible STI to ever get. So... And no sex for seven days. But, I mean, honestly, I could live with that. So... Seems reasonable. Yeah. So I had to tell the lawyer... Uh, and I had to tell that Westchester guy I fucked and then broke up with. So all of your sex partners. And then I had to tell that guy I fucked in LA that I haven't talked to since I left. Um, so yeah, basically all of them. I sent the LA guy and the Westchester dude a, a text message. And then I gave the so what'd you say? Call. Wait, what did you say to the LA dude and the Westchester dude? Okay, I'll, I'll bring it up verbatim. Um, I said, hey, I recently tested positive for chlamydia, dash, not sure where or how I got it. No, not sure where I got it or how long I've had it, but I wanted to tell you just in case, dash, you should probably get tested too. Fair. Like, I feel like it's very open-ended. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's you, but I'm not saying it's not you, you know? You know? Fair, fair, fair. So. Wait, did either of them respond? Yeah, they both responded what they say okay so the la guy says he was just like thanks um it's like okay thank thank you for letting me know and i feel like he knows he gave it to me aka sorry i gave it to you yeah literally i feel like that's just like really and then the westchester guy says thank you thank you for being responsible letting me know dot 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 i'll have to swing by pp like planned parenthood soon hopeful for no funny business on your end and then grimacing emoji funny business on my end funny business has been confirmed i mean i think also what is funny business you guys weren't dating so i told my sister this and she said he's saying that i she he's saying i hope you didn't sleep with any more people and give them chlamydia like he's trying to like dig for information like i'm gonna tell him now that he's implied funny business fuck off dude fuck off. like no bro you don't get to know who i fucked just because i gave you chlamydia possibly question mark uh <laughs> or you gave me chlamydia Sad face, question mark i mean Grimace. It, it literally could be Grimace. you sigh exclamation like i don't understand why it's on me you know yeah i'm the one who tested positive for chlamydia right now but i could have got it from you you know like chlamydia doesn't come out of nowhere it's true so as we have confirmed with your doctor <laughs> 
is not from sitting on a ball of dough. <laughs> so I'm like, Which you don't do in any case. So I'm like, yeah, do let me know when you get your results. And then he gave me some long bullshit thing about getting an appointment. Like, I give a fuck. Like, I love you, B. So the lawyer, I actually called and I told him, uh, I guess, a voice to voice. And he took it pretty well. Honestly, I thought he, he thought the situation was way funnier than I did. And I was like, yeah, this feels very karmic because literally we're not even not exclusive for a month, not even a month. And I get an STI and then he gets an STI. And we've been using condoms since, but because of all the flirting, uh, yeah, he also has it. So I was like, possibly going to see him this weekend because I had that extra dosage because I have a partner (laughs) and apparently implied I have a partner, but he was feeling neurotic and I would also feel the same way. So he was like, I just wanted to get uh, my own STI check. So he went in and got it Mm -hmm. confirmed. He does have chlamydia. They gave him a shot and two pills. So I actually don't need to see him this weekend. And now I feel like, we're not seeing each other, and I'm taking that a bit personally, honestly. Like, it doesn't sound like he's mad or anything, but even though he could... I mean, guess someone giving you an STI, I don't know. It feels like that's grounds to be mad, even though it's really... It is. It is. Okay. But so talk us through the texts that he has sent, because based on what you've told me, he actually doesn't seem mad, which I would be visibly mad. Oh, I would be very mad. I would be vehemently mad. Oh, yeah. We would be unquestionably mad. We'd be on here talking about how mad we are to you guys. Yeah. I I asked him, you know, like, I even, like, said a little bit in the conversation, like, oh, I really feel like, you know, kind of makes me not want to fuck other people now and, like, and kind of wanting to open up that conversation again. And I was, and he was, like, not saying anything. I was like, well, how do you feel? He's like, honestly, I don't know because you are still leaving in three months. And I think before he was so down for being exclusive. And now that we've opened things back up, I don't know if he likes it or he just, it's just, just the better thing to do because it's just the objectively more logical thing to do. But I also don't want him to, like, I don't know. I know he's not going to stop seeing me, but like, I, I don't know how I feel now after the recent events of going out there, not really meeting anyone new, not really liking anyone new. And then like getting an STD (laughs) and like, I feel like my feelings have changed more to be pro, like, like, uh, like exclusively seeing each other. Right. But it's like, and it seems like us opening it up has made him less pro exclusively see each other. Right. And also for him, it's like, does he feel like you want to get back into being exclusive because you're like, oh, well, if I fuck other people, am I getting an SCD or is it because you actually like him? And if he actually likes you, which I feel is probably the case based on the fact that he got you a birthday present and everything, right? Like, I don't know, conflicting interests, right? Like, is it like, does he feel like it's conducive to you guys actually liking each other? Or is it just like a cop out? Like, let's not give each other AIDS. I don't know. I mean, like I like him now more than ever, which is so annoying. And 
Like, literally, this last month has really changed the way I, I look at him. Pre or post chlamydia? Post chlamydia. But also, okay, also, also pre chlamydia. Honestly, the way he's dealt with, like, you know, the sleeping together stuff and seeing other, and me sleeping with other guys, like, I, I don't know. But there's also no fucking reasonable. And so he has a, he's a birthday party coming up where, um, I'm going to meet all his friends. And he recently met all of my friends on Memorial Day. And well, not all. Oh, basically all. Well, let's be real here. He didn't meet you, Al. Okay. I just want to be clear for the record. He did not meet me. <laughs> but I have not met him. I mean, I mean, I would love for all of us to meet, you know? Yeah, kumbaya, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I invited him to Memorial Day because he invited me to his birthday. And... Then he said, if, if we were like, we, the birthday thing happened, like when we were exclusive in that month. Mm-hmm. And now that we're not exclusive, he said to me like, oh, if we weren't exclusive, I don't know if I would have invited you to my birthday. And I guess like, I'm thinking like, oh, do you not want me at your birthday now? But I asked him again after this like chlamydia conversation, like in the chlamydia conversation, I was like, do you still want me at your birthday? He's like. Yeah, like immediately he said yes. And he was like, yeah, I've been thinking about you being in my birthday. Like I'm, when I imagined the party, like I imagined you being there. Like, mm-hmm. so yes. And like that made me feel better. But I don't know. I, th- I think, and I asked him like, what do you think about this whole situation now? And he's like, yeah, I just need time to like kind of think about, you know, what I want because nothing has really changed in a way. Which is fair. So this is based on, this is the first conversation that you had with him when you first called him and you told him about the chlamydia yeah. situation, right? And then since then, he, like, you haven't heard from him. Uh, we texted a little bit because about chlamydia. Because, <laughs> he, like, he went to get his test and he had an injection and I didn't. Okay. And I, he didn't tell me where the injection was, so I thought it was, like, in his penis or something, so I had to ask. It's not. It was in his shoulder. But, like, I was just like, what if it was in his butt? I mean, there's so many places you can get an injection for. So many places. I mean, I don't know. So, um, yeah, that conversation kind of just, like, ended naturally. And then he mentioned in the phone call seeing me this weekend. He was like, yeah, I'm. Like, when we said bye, he said possibly, like, when he when he was up for Memorial Day, he said, like, yeah possibly be free this weekend to see you at night and then on the phone call he was like which is thursday so coming up to the weekend he's like yeah um i might be busy saturday and sunday but like maybe friday night so he's still saying he possibly can see me and then like friday like at 12 30 or 1 he lets me know that like he's not being able to see me he's too busy yeah I feel like that was kind of late and also like uh, honestly I almost canceled him before I I, like for my own ego I was about to I was about to text him and just be like yeah like I don't feel like coming down to the city anymore because like I had a feeling he was just gonna be like no and he was like no so like I guess I took that a bit personally like he didn't want to see me because he didn't (laughs) I can get why you're taking it personally the thing that I texted you earlier too was like I think if he was really mad about it, you would know already, right? Like if somebody, if, if a partner of yours or mine gave us chlamydia, 
or any sort of STD, I think we would be like visibly and verbally upset, right? It wouldn't be like a, it wouldn't be this dance around like subtle thing. Like if you're really upset about it, that's going to come out. And it's a pretty easy thing to be very upset about on the surface if you are actually upset. What if you're like not upset at the beginning and you start thinking about it and then you become upset? If he wasn't upset about it in the beginning and he was maybe processing and still trying to like wrap his head around it, fair. But the fact that like when you, when he texted you today, he said, unfortunately, I can't hang out tonight. I'm busy. Right? Like that's all very much like him saying unfortunate. Is it sadly? And that, yes, yes, it says sadly and I'm busy. Like those aren't indications to me that his mind has changed on this situation. And maybe he's, it's possible. Like maybe he's copping out, but also like it's a pretty reasonable thing to be upset about. So if he was upset about that, I kind of would assume that he would say something, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I'm just going to give the whole situation space because I have no choice in the matter. <laughs> it just feels like he's holding all the cards and all the moves at this point. So there's nothing else I could do. Like, I apologize for it. And obviously I feel bad. And, like, it's also just, like, a shitty thing to happen. It's my first time I ever got an STI ever. So it's, like, also a very tame one at the end of the day. It's not, like, it's the treatable. worst thing. You, don't, you didn't give him fucking AIDS. Right. Like, this is, like, so fine. This is so norm core. And if, if a friend got it, it wouldn't be something crazy to me to hear. Or I wouldn't judge someone for it. Yet... When you're the one with the STI, you can't help but feel, like, super... Like, I'm self-judging myself. Oh, no, like, yeah, it's rough. It's scary, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I'm no, sure. <laughs> but the fact that it's something that's, like, treatable and, like, whatever. Like, okay, he has to take a pill or, like, two pills, whatever, and then get over it. Like, it's... I don't know. I I kind of feel like if he was really mad about it, I think he would have said something already. The fact that he hasn't said anything means that either he's not or maybe he's still sort of processing and deciding if he should be mad. But regardless, it's like, bruh, this is something that's totally treatable. You guys did agree to be like non-exclusive. So it's not like you did this like behind his back. No. I'm so glad that you guys had that conversation. Me too, because this would have been way worse. Because fuck's sake, like if you guys did not have this conversation and this happened, this would have been... Super deal breaker. Also super, like, you're the asshole. Yeah. You no. know, whatever. But, like, it's it's not that. Because you guys had a conversation and agreed to not be exclusive anymore. And yeah. then you went on vacation. And, like, you know, everything was kind of fair. And maybe he feels, like, upset by it because he is, like, super into you or whatever. But, like... See, I don't... See, you said that, like, now twice. That you think he likes me and he's super into me. So, I don't know. He if- got you a really... Nice birthday present, and he's very sweet to you. So, yeah, I do think he really likes you. I don't know. It doesn't seem that obvious to me right now. <laughs> and maybe I'm I, just being, like, I think he blonde. really does. The fact that he got you a nice birthday present, you guys have been talking for all this time. Um, and then he also, like, sort of laughed off this whole situation. 
right? I feel like that's all pretty indicative to me. All of those things could be separate reasons, but like the birthday present, I think is like the biggest thing to me. Like if you, right, like I've got close friends that I'll get like a bottle of liquor for for yeah. their birthdays, but he got you a meaningful present. He didn't get you a bottle of wine. He didn't get you like some good whiskey. I need to get me good whiskey and that record. No, yes, exactly. Right, yes. like he got you something meaningful that like meant a lot to you. That's more meaningful and more marking of the occasion than like you know than just some random thing. Yeah, I, I definitely wasn't expecting him to get me anything. For right. Being- right. Sleeping together, really. So, so, yeah. So, I think he... I mean, I think he likes you. I think that... I mean, I think it'll be okay. I'm hoping that I'm right and it's not, like, next episode and I feel like a fucking asshole. <laughs> because I'm not. Well, we'll we, we shall see. But, Al, what's going on in your dating life? I know you have... Bitch, what do I have? You have a date. Oh, yeah, whatever. I have a date tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, that's exciting. Oh, my God. Okay, so I am like so I'm so deeply into my dry spell like it, we're now at the point where it's been one year where I've only slept with one person Jesus and I'm like upset about it like I was in Florida for a week like two weeks ago and um I was in Fort Lauderdale for a bit Miami for a bit it was with friends for the first part, my like fucking like hot cousins for the next part of it. And throughout that entire week, I did not pull at all. Like there was one night that I went out and I got phone numbers and that's it. And I'm kind of deeply like disappointed in myself for my like lack of the ability to close. And I feel like this has been a very like recurring theme um, for myself within the past year, but also like just in general, but it's kind of shitty because I'm like in the past year in particular, like that's when I would have liked to, you know, be able to, uh, be able to seal the deal. And it's just like, yeah, I think you've been just picky. It's been tough, dude. No. So like in Florida. Okay. So in Florida, right. The one night that I went out with the girls that I was with and we all like had like our fucking wild night out. It was a Saturday night. We went to a nice dinner. We got very drunk at that dinner. Then we went out to a bar and it was in Fort Lauderdale. We went to the wharf, which is like a super like pop in place with like 5,000 people or whatever. When we first got there, I started talking to this one guy who, um, was telling me about how he like owns an apartment in Midtown, New York City, and he also owns a place down in like Fort Lauderdale and whatever. Like, super like trying to impress me. I was like, okay, cool, I don't really care. But then he asked me what I do for work, and I started to tell him, and he was like, Oh, well, I know these people who do that same thing, and their names are X, Y, and Z. And as he started name dropping, I was like, Oh fuck, these are people in my company who are super senior. So I actually do kind of feel like this guy is about his shit. Mm-hmm. So him and I strike up like a pretty good conversation. We're talking, whatever. We're talking about all these people. And then he like disappears for a bit. And I'm like, whatever. Like maybe he went to the bathroom, like whatever. So I go check on my friends, whatever. He comes back. I start trying to talk to him again. And he's talking to these like 21 year old looking girls 
Like these tiny, like these tiny college looking girls. I mean, like, I feel like when we go to any new city, we don't know the dating culture. And it's a bit like maybe, I don't know, maybe that's not like a, like go to a bar and pick up someone Florida situation. I have no idea. I'm just like. <laughs> Me either. I'm just like, I'm standing right here, but okay, cool. So he like continues trying to pick them up. At some point, I go up to the bar and I'm ordering a round of drinks for my friends. And I see him again. And we start talking. And then he, like, I don't know, gets into some heating, heated discussion with a friend, ends up leaving. And I'm, like, in, a, in, in, like, a shitty mood about it. Like, I'm just pissed. And then, you know, night continues on. I, like, talk to another guy. We have a great conversation. He ends up leaving. Whatever. Didn't work out, like, again. And then I go to another bar at the end of the night, talk to, like, two dudes, doesn't end up, like, closing at all. That's it. Like, I'm just, like, I'm, like, by the end of this night, I am just so fucking mad. Like, it's, like, you can't even, you can't even reason with me or, like, try to, like, flirt with me or be positive because I'm so angry that I have not closed. (laughs) That I'm just being a bitch to every dude that I meet. And that kind of, like, that tone sort of, like, takes, you know, that takes precedent over any sort of, um, you know, any sort of potential niceness that I have within me. I don't know. I think you're just trying hard in the wrong city, right? Because, like, you even said, like, talking to guys on dating apps there. It was, like, everyone is, like, a 30, 40-minute drive away. Meeting up is difficult. And, like, you never know the dynamic of the city unless you really live there. Like, in Philly... I never knew men could be so so blatantly, flippantly fuckboys, but because there are less women than they are men, no, more women than they are men in the city, they have their pickings. And, like, thus the dating game is, like, in the favor of men. Hmm. Like, I wouldn't know that unless I, like, dated there for a while and lived there. Like, same thing with Florida, like, maybe driving and chatting longer on the apps is something you just do. I don't know. Maybe you don't, you don't pick up someone at a bar. Like you don't even, you don't even really know. Like the whole thing with us being in Europe and how guys were like, Hey, come to my apartment for a first date. And that was normal. Yeah. Like, like in New York, if I swear, if you did the same thing, you had a knife where you're like, yeah, I'm going to go pull. Like you would, you would. I know that. I don't know, man. I'm feeling a little bit down on myself because <laughs> past couple of years, I have not been pulling like I used to in my early twenties. And I just feel like maybe I don't have the game in me anymore. No, you know? it's not the game. I think maybe you're just kind of a bit broken down by the realities of life and dating and not, you know, we're also like not I'm young. not super nice. But like putting up with like the bullshit of our like early No, and that's it. That's it. Like I'm not, I'm not as like forgiving as I was you shouldn't be when I was 21 when I'm 21 if I was like meeting up with a dude from a dating app and he said let's meet up at 10 and he showed up at 11 like I wouldn't give him shit for it I'd be like that's great amazing I'm glad you're just here in general like now that I'm 27 years old I'm like where the fuck were you yeah, it's because, like, they're still acting the same. Like, men are still fuckboys, and we just see through that shit now. Like, when I went on that date with a guy in L.A., like, super fit, but we, like, literally, we had a drink um, at a bar he chose, and then we drove. And it was so weird, like, the dating how-to in L.A., because you – and maybe it's just the West Coast in general, but, like, 
you drive to the date, you both drive to the date, you meet up at the bar, and then you send each other one of your addresses, and then you both drive to the person's house. I feel like that's the same as Florida. Actually, maybe that's, like, everywhere other than New York. Yeah, we're just really fucking spoiled public service and, you know, like, uh, MTA, I guess. Oh, a sentence that never been said, we're spoiled by MTA. But, yeah, like, driving to a bar, driving, not drinking a lot to, like, drive to someone else's place and then having to drive yourself back home. Like, I mean, these are all things that most people have to do on most first dates. So, um, but yeah, the LA dude, uh, we went back to his apartment and he was 29. So technically older than me, I'm 28. And his apartment was just like walking into something similar to like a Bushwick fuckboy's apartment. Like you had roommates, like it was like not obviously like put in any love into the place, like no plant to be seen, like a couch and like a TV, that's it in the living room, you know? Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, like, this is actually such a turnoff. Been there, done this, was okay with it when we were, like, 23, but, like, times have changed. We're adults now. We're fucking adults. Like, please, like... Please furnish your home. Yeah. Please furnish your home. Yeah. Seriously. Like, that's... that Like, just show a little bit of interest in the place that you live in, and I will show that same interest as well. Yeah, like, you should grow with your place, and I'm actually, like, so happy. So the lawyer is now... um, not living with anybody. <laughs> Which is nice. Which is really nice. And I was like, oh, like, you're, so you're getting stuff for the apartment. He's like, yeah, I'm like getting a shower curtain. I'm getting a bath mat. I'm getting a shower curtain. The yeah. man. Oh my God. The growth. There's the a, growth. There's the a growth. hand towel and a towel for your body. We love to see it. I mean, I mean, I'm just like, we out here. Away. The but bar is low if we think about it. The bar is fucking low, but like because there are men like out there like that. I got a third pillow and a shower curtain. Hit me up, girls. <laughs> That's all you need in a dating profile. That's all you need. Truly. Yeah, so maybe my closing ability is a little bit stunted. Um yeah. do I mean, I don't know. It's it's like I mean, what are your thoughts on the state tomorrow? Like, what are you going into? Because I, I feel like it's helpful to think that you already want to fuck someone before you go on a date so okay so i do have a date tomorrow um i mean i'm looking forward to it i would say that like in terms of not really because i want to go out after like i'm not Mm. super like predicting that for the first date um we'll see i mean he lives in the city it's like as much as like i want that and as much as i'm like super fucking thirsty these days like at the same time, I'm, like, I still want guys to feel like they need to, like, go through the motions with me, you know? And they need to, like, put the time in. I mean, this guy's um, putting the time in. I think not closing yourself onto, like, you know, there's, like, just moments, dates that you just, you feel like it because the moment's right. If the vibe is there yeah. and the moment is right, that's a totally different story. But if it's, like, sort of there... It like it's a sort of like work its way up kind of situation, right. which I think is more often the case for me than not. Yeah. Um. There's like the once in a while that like you meet someone and like the connection is like right there and the chemistry is like perfect and it's like right on point. Mm. And then it's like okay, sure, like we're going back to your place, but like I would say like yeah, more often than not, it's like the date is like maybe good, but like things need to build and we'll see. But like so for the date tomorrow, um. 
this dude is like Italian, like from Italy. So off to a good start, not American. Off to a good start, also because like I speak a little bit of Italian, so it's been like flirty in that oh. sense. Where like I have like written to him like in Italian. And really? Been, like, yeah, it's been like it, like it's kind of cute. Like I do well with Italian dudes because I can like speak a fair amount. So it's like you know me testing out my language skills on them of what I remember from you know high school and college and them uh, them correcting me. It's like playful and fun and flirty, oh, yeah. or whatever. So, um, we started off in that way. He like seems really sweet. He like picked a good restaurant, which like I never really count on guys to do, but he had proposed good places. So I was like, okay, you go ahead and you pick whatever you think is the right spot for tomorrow and make the reservation. Um, so yeah, definitely off to a better start than usual. Like I think usually if I'm like letting a guy pick a place and expecting he's going to pick some like dirty, like fucking dive bar yeah. in his neighborhood. So, you know, we're off, <laughs> we're off to good paces here. Um, but yeah, I mean the date is at like 3 PM on Saturday. We'll see how it goes. If it goes well, then maybe the night continues on from there. If not, I have like an exit strategy and yeah. I'll meet you for oysters. But hey. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I feel like I haven't been, like, particularly lucky in dating as of recent. By recent, I mean, like, the past literal year. Um, But I'm, like, trying to manifest it. I mean, it's fucking hot girl summer, and (laughs) and I deserve it. And I'm in a really fucking rough dry patch right now, so I feel like I need it more than the average person does. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, it's empowering too to go on a date and sleep with a guy just because you want to. I mean, I've definitely done that most recently with that Westchester guy. And then it was like, I was like on the fence about him and I was like, okay, this sex is going to tell me if I like him or not. Like really, it's 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 in, about his uh, performance and performance and physical package were just not up to par. And then afterwards, I was like, yeah, I don't think we're a match, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, sex can tell you a lot. And if you want it, like... Like, I remember, honestly, the first date with the lawyer, I just... I was like, no matter what this guy is like, bar being a serial killer, I want to fuck him. Like, I was going to that date being... For some reason that day, something, like, pushed me over the edge that I was like, I want to fuck. I want to fuck. And... Like, he's an awkward person, you know, he's, he has smart, went to Columbia, but like, you know, smart people are mainly awkward and yeah, uh, I feel like I was just kind of looking for opportunities and it's incredible when you're, per- when you're thinking of crafting an opportunity, how that opportunity actually happens in your favor, the way yeah. you want. I mean, for me, it's like... Like, a sexual connection for me is more, like, a culmination of all of the other, like, senses of attraction. Like, it's, like, we need to have, like, a physical connection, and then we also need to have, like, a personal connection. And, like, all of those things combined culminate in into a, like, sexual connection for me, and then I want to fuck the person. So, it's, like, it's hard because if I don't have, like, if I don't have, like, a genuine interest in the person or, like, just a flat-out physical interest, like, it's not going to amount to that for me. And then it's, like, it's not even – I don't even want to pursue it at that point. 
Yeah, I mean, you don't need to, like, like, I mean, same, but, like, not to the level that you need it as. I need it, like, a lot. Like, like I need uh, to, like... I don't need them to be that interesting or that intelligent or that anything. Like, honestly, I just need a genuine enthusiasm, and I could probably work with many things. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I can, like... No, I can't. Like, I'm, like... I'm just, like, super picky in that way. Like, I just... And it's not even, like, a conscious pickiness. It's, like, I need that person to, like excite me in a way like subconsciously where I'm like okay I want to fuck this person like I like like they need to make me laugh they need to be interesting they need to be funny and like sexy and cool and that's whatever that's stuff you need to date someone that's not stuff you need no, to fuck someone no that's stuff I need to fuck someone that's too much no it's genuinely what I need um because if I don't it's like I'm going into it and I'm just like like I'm just like bored from the get go and I can't get into it and my like mind can't like be fully like stimulated. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like very much like I can like whatever, I can fuck someone without being super into them, but like it won't be good for me. Yeah. And like that's I and mean, what's the point if it's not gonna be good for me, right? So yeah. it's like I need to be like I need to genuinely like feel some sort of interest to this person. Um for it to be, like, worthwhile for me. And then it's good, and then it's great, right? But, like, without any of that, it's tough, which is, I guess, why it's, like, harder for me to seal the deal. No, I mean, that that makes sense why it's harder. But I'm praying for vibes for tomorrow. for vibes. Please, please pray. (laughs) Please pray. Yeah, I'm struggling. Well, it will be hot girl summer. Not too hot. Like, don't get chlamydia, guys. I'll Medium tell, girl summer. I'll tell you that. Try not to get chlamydia for hot girl summer. But yeah, anyway, thanks for listening. Um, pro tips again, you know, as always, do what feels right. Don't, don't get chlamydia. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good intro to Hot Girl Summer. It's like, it's a bit of, it's a bit of everything. You're getting into Hot Girl Summer, trying to fuck. I have fucked too much and now I've contracted an STI. All about balance, baby. A little balance, a little balance. You get two perspectives, make your choice. That's right. Pick your, uh, wait, oh my God, it's like a goosebumps. It's a goosebumps, like pick your ending. (laughs) Choose your ending kind of thing, but not our, not your ending. We'll come back with um, updates on how our summer progresses. Yeah. Yeah, wishing you all a very sexy hot girl summer. Wet, hot. A wet, uh, wet, hot American girl summer. God knows what we said. Whatever. Wags, wags, wags till the death of me. Okay, bye. All right, bye.